Greetings. You're listening to Faith to Live By, which is a podcast that brings a blend of prophetic considerations with biblical insights to help us conduct spiritual warfare so we can overcome life's issues with the spiritual victory that Christ died to give us. I'm your host, Pam Christian, and as a charismatic apologist, I seek to bring balance between spiritual reality and rational thought so we are able to worship God in spirit and in truth. Last week, I began a series about discovering truth. I provided a method of inquiry, which is really excellent for examining what we believe and why we believe as we do. I also explained how this process of inquiry is excellent when seeking to help loved ones discover truth. The process helps us all solidify the supreme truth in the Christian faith, making us confident of our faith, knowing it's based on truth. And if ever there was a time we need confident faith, it is now. People experiencing the rampant fear of today seek relief from the manipulation and control of media and government. Especially since the onset of COVID-19, people are seeking truth as never before. They are more open to philosophies and religious ideologies than in the past, making the way for those of us who have discovered the truth to share it with the love of Jesus. We are all asking, what is the truth about COVID-19? What is the truth about masks? What is the truth about the need to close our schools and businesses and our churches? What is the truth about the vaccine? What is the truth about a resurgence of COVID-19? All of these questions have not been satisfactorily answered, and all these questions impact us greatly. Our health, our freedoms, our livelihoods, our children's mental and emotional health, our rights have all been gravely impacted. We all question the scientific and psychological validity of what we've been told. We all wonder why we've been controlled by those in positions of power and authority. Many people are waking up to realize we've been lied to, and we are now desperate to discover the truth. Those of us who know the truth are called upon by Jesus to help those who need the truth, according to Matthew 28, 18-20, known as the Great Commission. This podcast was released on March 24, 2021, which is the time we have entered Passover for this year. Passover began on March 23rd, and it extends through April 3rd, 2021. Passover is a highly significant holiday for us as Christians because we've been grafted into the Jewish people, and therefore we can enjoy all the benefits of being in covenant with God. Passover, as we read about in Exodus, was the final plague God imposed upon the Egyptian pharaoh. You probably remember this. But it's a miraculous judgment upon the Egyptians to cause them to release God's people from the bondages of slavery and oppression. I believe we're in a very similar situation today because we've been subject to the bondage and control of government, media, and academia as the three leading oppressors. Modern-day prophets have looked to this particular Passover, expecting God to intervene in our behalf, putting all things in motion to set us free from the oppression and control of the evil one. And I'm among those who have been hearing from the Lord and expecting him to act very soon in our behalf in ways the world will see. We won't be able to miss it. I also have many reasons to believe God has been acting in tremendous ways that mainstream media is not reporting. I believe with all my heart God is already at work answering our prayers and he will indeed make America godly again. Amos chapter 3 verse 7 says the Lord never does anything without first sharing his will with his servants, the prophets. The New Testament reveals all Christ followers can prophesy, but not all are called to the office of the prophet. 
So, as Christ followers, we all have the unique ability of hearing God and learning His will for present day realities. This means we can all hear from God and we can know His heart if we position ourselves to do so. Once we know God's character, His will, and His intentions, we are actually emboldened in our faith, and with that, sharing our faith is so much easier. What is God's character? Unconditional love. He is love personified. What is God's will? That no one should perish, but everyone come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. What is God's intent? That we experience His victories for today to fortify us with the confidence for our future. Jeremiah 29.11 and 1 John 5.4 are two great verses in support of this last statement. I expect some of you know about Bob Jones, a well-respected prophet. Well, he was born in a small town in Gravely, Arkansas on February 4, 1930. Bob had some sort of a near-death experience which impacted him and all those he came in contact with following his experience, which, by the way, I completely understand. I suffered sudden cardiac arrest. I died and obviously was revived. But while I was out, while I was gone, I experienced what I call the threshold of heaven, and I also experienced the supreme sovereignty of God. The experience made me even more tenacious in helping people discover and live in life-giving truth, which is God's call on my life. You can hear my testimony as broadcast on Focus on the Family with the link that I'll have for you in the show notes. But Bob was sent back to the earth with the instruction to continue to love well and to help others do the same. He lived a life, a prophetic inspiration, and he helped countless numbers of people grow in their knowledge of God and also their faith in Jesus Christ. In his 2010 recorded CD called The Glory Train, he prophesied what I'm about to share, and what I share with you here is only part. So you can get the entire prophecy. I'll have a link in the show notes. Bob shared, and I quote, Two promises were given to me in the past when I came back from death on August 8, 1975. The first promise was that I was to come back and touch some of the leaders of the church to prepare them for the greatest harvest of all time, which would be one billion people coming into the Lord in one great harvest. And then I was told to get ready, for I would live to see the glory return. For he showed me a couple of months before in 1975 that the glory was departing. And I said, Lord, how can we live down here without your glory? I saw the glory often in the early 70s. I saw many men and women that had the glory on them, for they shone. They had an inner glow. And I asked God, why are you pulling back the glory? And he told me that it was because people had been marketing his glory for their own lust, their own purposes, and their own plans, and he was removing it. I totally missed the glory, and I told the Lord to take me home now. I just don't want to live down here without your glory. So he gave me this promise. He said, you will live to see it return, but you will be old, but you will live to see it return. Now, several of these people that I saw that really shone beautifully, one by one, I saw them fall. It was like they couldn't handle the glory because they took it for themselves instead of glorifying the Father. So then I understood why the glory was removed. But I want to tell you something about the coming glory. It will ruin you. You will never be any good for the world again. You will live to be in that glory. That glory is a feeling of well-being like you never had before. It's like that glory wraps you up, like in a cocoon of the anointing, and you can feel so secure, so loved, and so wonderful. 
and this coming glory. We mustn't take this glory for our selfish purposes. This is why it's been so long in returning, and we must glorify God in it. So one of the main things I see getting ready to take place with this coming glory is John 14:13, which states, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Bob continues, For this coming glory will be with such signs and wonders as you have never seen before, even doing greater things than what Christ did because he's gone to the Father and made it possible for us to do this. This coming glory is to glorify one thing. It's to glorify the Father. And this is why the Lord has been dealing with our spirit man, our conscience, all these years to bring us to a place to where we wouldn't sell out to the world, but we would glorify the Father in everything we do. End quote. I wanted to share this prophetic insight because it demonstrates two things. One, the faithfulness of God. And secondly, the repeated patterns of mankind. I personally lived through the Jesus movement. I experienced its crest and I experienced its fall. God promised Bob Jones would see the glory return, which I believe began in Argentina in 1993. During this time, God was also touching John and Carol Arnott, Randy Clark, and Rodney Howard Brown, among others. In 1994, God showed up in the Arnott's church in Toronto, Canada, in what became known as the Toronto Blessing. Bob Jones did live to see the return of God's glory, and I can't help but wonder if Bob wasn't blessed to be taken home to heaven when he was, so as not to see the exposure of the corruption in the church today. Once again, we have men and women who have been marketing God's glory for their own selfish ambitions, and we will see God deal with this in the upcoming days. In these present days of God clearly exposing corruption and revealing truth, he's doing a cleanup, if you will. In what has seemed to us to be delays after delays of God acting in response to our prayers has actually been his tremendous mercy. God wants to give people every opportunity to see evil for what it is and to choose to repent from evil and turn to him. But just as in the days of God dealing with the Pharaoh through Moses, God knows the timing of his last chance offer, and then there will be no more. Then God will enact his judgment. Now, this is not the final judgment. What we're experiencing today is not God's final judgment, but it is, however, in my opinion, something of a dress rehearsal. I always wondered about events told in the book of Revelation, and I've even asked God, how could the whole world be deceived? And I believe this past year and more, we've seen that fear is the tactic of the enemy that he uses to deceive and manipulate. In this last year or so, we've witnessed the power of media and can now recognize media will be used as the forerunner to the false prophet. You know, it was Jim Morrison who once said, quote, He who controls the media controls the mind, end quote. This is why it's vital that we get our information from sources that work for good and not for evil. When media generates fear, it is of the enemy. When media generates hope, it is of God. Last week, I explained how fear is kryptonite to faith, and I pray for God's people alive today who will see him administer his judgment, that we will learn to guard our faith as never before. 1 Peter 4.17 is clear. God's judgment begins with the house of the Lord, and we are seeing that play out in our midst. As God works on our behalf in these coming days, 
dealing with corruption and restoring righteousness, I pray we will have strong memories of all he brings us through, and we work hard to guard our faith by always proclaiming and upholding the truth. However, based on the patterns of mankind all throughout history and with God revealing the future in the book of Revelation, it seems my prayer for us to guard our faith will fade out over time. I also pray in these significant days that we will teach our friends and family the truth so they will not be deceived. This season of judgment is not the final judgment, but a judgment to bring justice and to hold those accountable who have been perpetuating evil and wickedness and power and control of all sorts. I believe beginning March 2021 and in the months ahead, we will see more of God's judgment. In light of the billion-soul harvest, this judgment will strike fear in the hearts of many people, but it will be a godly fear that will bring them to repentance. God's judgment will also bring joy to His people to see our vindication and to see God's truth prevail. Additionally, God's judgment will remove many people from positions of influence and power, which will bring those whose faith has been in government, power, celebrity, and the like into a deep state of shock, unable to process what they've witnessed, because they will have had their faith placed in things, in people, institutions, that will prove wrong, and their whole world will fall out from underneath them. Yet, in God's mercy, this last group of people will also be given another chance to align themselves with truth. Johnny Inlow, in a recent interview, explained God is enacting his judgment by way of administering justice to bring to account the 500 years of deception that's been perpetrated worldwide. Johnny explained we are experiencing a shift from the church age to the kingdom age. While much is occurring in America, much is also occurring in other nations. Remember, the government is upon Christ's shoulders and the nations are his inheritance. God has and will always work through the nations and their governments. For this reason, several years ago, I wrote an article titled, Since God Ordained Civil Government, Why Aren't Christians Involved? You can read the article with the link that's in the show notes. Johnny went on to explain we are in a season of a great awakening by way of a revival. And I agree. I believe we are living in the days where the billion-soul harvest Bob Jones prophesied is occurring. And as part of this great awakening and revival, God is dealing with people in the church and government and media, especially, who have operated consistent with corruption. But not only these three spheres of our society, also we have art slash entertainment, education, business, and family where there is corruption. And God is exposing corruption and revealing truth in all the seven mountains of society. God's great awakening has already begun. Mario Murillo is an evangelist who has been on the front lines holding tent meetings despite the restrictive mandates in California against the church. And in a recent blog post, he wrote, quote, Some of you Christian leaders won't mention politics from your pulpit. You don't take a public stand on abortion, same-sex marriage, or the leftist takeover of America through the Equality Act. You who believe all these subjects are divisive and outside the jurisdiction of your pulpit. Here's the thing. By doing this, you're hurting the people and hurting them badly, end quote. The lie that church should be separate from state came from the pit of hell. And by successfully causing Christians to retreat into their own holy huddles, the influence of Christ in society has created a vacuum where evil of all sorts has accelerated. 
My article previously mentioned, since God ordained civil government, why aren't Christians involved, explains the answer is politics. Politics is another area where the enemy has successfully removed the Christian influence by convincing Christians it's an area they should not be involved in. Excuse me? In my assessment of things, the reason we are in a world of hurt today is because the church has been relegated and worse, has accepted this relegation to operate only within the four walls of the church. Think this through with me. Once we allowed prayer to be removed from public schools, once we allowed abortion, once we allowed censorship of our faith in the workplace and more, we, the Church of Believing Christians, failed in our commission and allowed the work of the cross to be mocked. We have done that. We as the Church have been wrongly influenced by the enemy of God, but praise God, our Lord has declared no more. He has already begun to answer our prayers. But what we must understand is this season won't be pretty. It will be highly troublesome and will continue to separate the wheat from the tares, the sheep from the goats, the committed and sincere Christ followers from those who aren't. Going back to Mario Murillo, he wrote, Pastors who refuse to clarify their political positions are ignoring hazards their people face every day. Politics hurt. It costs Christian bakers their business. It costs believers being fired from their jobs, students getting expelled. It's why men in bizarre women's clothes and makeup are reading to the children in public libraries. Politics is why you and I are accused of hate speech. Politics is why Christian outlets have stopped performing marriages. Politics is why your tax dollars fund the cost of abortion. You did not leave the Democratic Party. It left you. They told God to get out. They booed God and Israel at their convention. They champion everything your Bible condemns. They are now controlled by the radical wing of their party, a wing that will gladly finance terror and give illegal criminals constitutional rights. What part of that is still unclear to you? This is not about legislating morality. It's about stopping the legislation of immorality. End quote. I agree with Mario, except that it's not just the left or the Democrats who have been working in the corruption. There are people from both sides within each of the seven mountains of society whom God will hold accountable. To read the entire post by Mario Murillo, see the link in the show notes. These are sobering times for the church, for you and for me. It is past time we wake up to the realities all around us and recognize we too will be held accountable before God. He will ask us, what did we do? to help advance his kingdom and push back the kingdom of darkness. Advancing God's kingdom is not the work of the pastors and the leaders, but of every believer. This is why I have a podcast dedicated to helping us confidently know truth so we can help others discover the same truth we've been blessed to find. We must command truth, be honored, and upheld. If we as Christians don't do this, who will? Yes, it's clear we are also being judged in these days, and praise God, he is merciful and he's giving each one of us another chance to get involved in his kingdom plans. Again, advancing truth in our world is not the job of pastors while we merely spectate. It's the job of each and every one of us to do something to promote truth and God's kingdom. To learn the truth, we need to be doing our own research. Clearly, we can't trust mainstream media who has promoted propaganda to manipulate us. Clearly, we can't trust social media who has blatantly censored truth. 
in the research i've done and the truth i've prayed for god to bring me i believe evil is far worse than we could imagine the people who are involved with the attempt to take our nation from that of a republic to a socialistic democracy headed for communism don't believe in god and are now about to meet him in a very real way don't you see how important it is that we seek the holy spirit to lead us into all truth can't you also see how important it is that we speak up for the truth, especially in light of all the opposition against truth, not to mention theological lies? Consider this. How can it be a woman's right to choose abortion, but not the people's right to choose if they want to take an experimental vaccine or not? How can riots, looting, starting fires, criminally destroying property of others be promoted, but for Christians to peacefully gather to worship God be prohibited. Let us not be controlled by fear, but empowered with the truth. When we are individually doing the will of God by living according to our general corporate mandates and according to our personal calling, we will experience great joy and we will see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. There have been prophetic words spoken over victories so glorious as God works miraculously in our midst that people everywhere will be dancing in the streets. If this is what we want, then we must align ourselves with God and his kingdom plans. Amen. Anne Ballard shares my heart about all this, and she recently wrote, quote, God is calling us higher, to be who he made us to be. He created us and spoke life into us to empower us to take hold of his goodness and peace and to see the fruit of that in our lives. The journey of realizing who we were created to be can be uncomfortable and challenging, but he's there with us, right beside us. Imagine God as your personal trainer. He's telling you to lift the 50-pound weight because he knows you can do it and that it will be good for you, but you may only believe that you need 25-pound weight. And I'll add here, it is our own limited thinking that prevents us from being all we can be in Christ. And continues, this word is for people that feel like they've been living out of stress. Some may even be feeling overwhelmed or like they don't have what it takes. If that's you, choose to lay down your agenda and then spend time with God. Enjoy his presence. Be intentional about how you talk about your situation, knowing that your words are declarations speaking life or death. We become what we believe we are, so we need to intentionally choose to speak life-giving words. Be creative with the words you choose and how you speak, standing in faith for your situation. Be intentionally selective of those to whom you tell your situation and whom you invite to stand with you. Make sure they are full of faith. Faith looks like something, and it often looks like standing. We know that it is impossible to please God without faith, Hebrews 11.6. And we also know our words are powerful and can create worlds when we speak. Proverbs 18.21. When we enter into a situation that we don't have faith for, we cannot hope for success. We must apply our faith. God meets us in our faith. If you don't have faith for a situation, try taking a step back and figure out what's blocking your faith. If you don't know, ask God to show you. Try making declarations that are full of faith over your situation. If you don't know what that looks like, ask God what he wants you to do in that situation, or try thinking about it from a kingdom perspective. Understanding that our words can shape what happens, choose to speak words of life instead of any doubts rooted in fear. 
God is meeting us in our faith. He is inviting us to trust him and not come up with a plan B. Our confidence and faith in his goodness will be rewarded. This word is for those who have lost sight of God's best in their situation. We know that God's plan is always redemptive and often restorative. Perhaps that outcome feels elusive to you. It's time to step out in faith and believe that God will meet you. In your stepping, you can be confident that not only will he meet you, but he will also grow you into more of the person he created you to be. Make these specific declarations over your life. God is restoring joy to me. God has equipped me for battle. I am strengthening myself in the Lord. My faith pleases God. My kingdom outcome is redemptive. End quote. I'll have a link to the whole article in the show notes. I'll add to Anne's post, any time mankind has opted to generate plan B instead of God's plan, it has brought great pain and suffering to the world. We are living in great and terrible times, great for God's people who operate by faith based on truth, and terrible for those who don't. In the same way flight attendants instruct adults to put the oxygen mask on themselves before helping children, we must position ourselves today. Listen, a billion-soul harvest is on its way. We who have the truth are commissioned by Jesus to share the truth with others, baptizing them and teaching them all that he taught us in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Before we can be of any help to others, we must first align and position ourselves with truth and work with God to fortify our faith. Our faith is fortified by refusing to give up on truth in the midst of opposition. So, as we experience more of God's intervention in these days, let us work hard to know the truth and refuse to give in to fear or allow any oppression. Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. John 8.32 This is the promise. God is currently at work to restore. I pray you do all you can to command truth and confidently align yourself to experience the promised victories of God. I pray too, with these podcasts devoted to understanding truth, that you will recognize the urgency of you sharing the truth that you have with others. I pray we as Christians rise up. God is calling us up higher. God is wanting us to become fully committed to him and his plan, taking up our spiritual weapons and partnering with him to overcome evil. We each one need to be awakened from our fear-induced dependence on government with the realization that only God is worthy of our trust. May we each one seek God and learn specifically what we can do to help his kingdom plans. I personally use several alternative sites to seek truth, since mainstream media and government and academia are clearly seeking to overcome us with their agenda. I also seek to know what God is saying through his trusted prophets. And I'll have some of these resources listed for you in the show notes to help you find other alternatives to mainstream media. Next week, I want to continue with the theme of being completely confident in truth for ourselves so we can confidently share our faith, helping others step into the light of truth. And again, I recommend my book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. I'll have a link where you can easily and affordably order the book directly from me. And if you want the book personalized, just let me know and I'll autograph it accordingly. I really hope today's podcast has brought you some encouragement and direction. I welcome your comments and I even ask you to connect with me because I really don't want this to be a one-way connection. 
and I'll share how you can contact me in just a minute. But for now, I want to introduce you to my personal financial planner who can help you accomplish your personal financial goals. He's a wonderful man of God whom I personally recommend. When it comes to financial planning, one size fits all isn't a fit at all. Just ask Ed Torres, a team member with Financial Advisory Practice of America Financial Services, LLC. Ask Ed about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. It's a personalized, flexible, step-by-step approach toward financial balance, so you can feel confident about your future as well as your wants and needs today. With the Confident Retirement Approach and a one-on-one relationship with an advisor, Edward Torres will help you live life and save for tomorrow in a way that's right for you. It's what financial balance is all about. So call Ed today at 949-250-3202. Office is located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. They are licensed in many states, so I'll have a link for his website in the show notes. In order for me to produce my podcasts, I need support of my sponsors and listeners. I never ask you to give to my ministry direct, but I do ask you to avail of the services and products you'll find in my show notes. And in that way, I'll receive some needed financial support. If you've liked what you've heard today, let's connect beyond this podcast. Consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will also make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. With so much going on every day, let's also connect on social media. You can connect with me on Facebook at Faith to Live By TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. Also, be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there is a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring you is how you can support me, which would be greatly appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps this podcast reach more people and spread the gospel and helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Also, depending on the platform where you listen, why not subscribe to my podcast so you're sure not to miss a single edition. And lastly, visit my page for this show at faithtoliveby.com where you can learn about and take advantage of the special offers available to my listeners from my sponsors and partners. Faith to Live By is a business owned and operated by Pamela Christian Ministries, LLC. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.